Good morning, Titans! And it is now time to turn your attention to the Titantron, the number one wrestling podcast that gets you your information and gets you the hell out of here. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, and I'm so excited for today's episode because after a great AEW, it's always great to come on here and be able to talk about great, great wrestling. And that's exactly what we're going to do after Fight for the Fallen. Plus, we're going to touch base on the WWE's ratings. They've been pretty low, so I want to you know, just discuss a little bit. But then, stick around for the starting five, because we have some Forbidden Door Top 5 Dream Matches. But nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, let us get into... Our first segment on today's episode, and we're going to talk Fight for the Fallen. So, wasn't yesterday a great show? Um, you know, AEW's been putting on some great shows, bangers, if you will, uh, on a consistent basis. So, uh, yesterday being a great show shouldn't be a surprise to really anyone. Uh, you know, we kick things off with an amazing 10-man tag. I think what was even more amazing was the entrances of, uh, you know, the Dark Order making those spotlights uh, with Hangman Page. And then, uh, you know, of course, you have the Elite Squad, which was so fun. Um, you know, and then you get to the match itself, and it was just so much that they put in all story-driven but so much great action at the same time. Everyone in the Dark Order looked so good in that match. They made them just look like threats. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, the Elite did win um, after just a last-minute rally by Hangman Page. So that is going to evolve the story a bit, quite a bit. Um, besides that, you know... From then on out, the show was very solid still. You know, uh, FTR's match uh, got cut a little sh- kind of short due to Cash's uh, injury, which, um, you know, I'm hearing is just a deep cut, so thankfully it's nothing too crazy. Um, you know, you had matches like the Hikuleo match where uh, uh, Haku came out, which was a great moment there. Tanahashi. Tanahashi came onto the big screen and said that he's going to challenge that champion, and it could be an AEW. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be an AEW, but it could happen, and I think that is just so unbelievable. Um, But then, you know, I guess I'll just skip to the main event uh, because it was the most anticipated match for me personally, for a lot of people. Nick Gage, Jericho, Painmaker, I should say, uh in that no rules match. So first half of the match was not feeling. It was just, it was slow. Yeah, it wasn't really for me. Once they started bringing out those weapons, as I would have expected, picked up very, very fast. Um, It was intense. I was surprised Jericho did a lot of those spots, but you know, uh, Mike Belcaster was saying yesterday on our uh, Dynamite review, Dynamite discourse over on Turnbuckle Tavern, You'd have to imagine, like, you know, this would have been, like, a dream for Jericho. So, to be able to take all this stuff, uh, he was probably very willing to. um, I think he interviewed Gage on his podcast. So, probably after that, he was like, I want to get in the ring with you. And, uh, 
led us to this. Um, and then it also led us, after that match, with the light tubes and the glass and uh, the, uh, the pizza cutter and whatever. You know, after all that, which I would say was a very, very solid, I guess, death match, um, MJF comes out, says that Juventud Guerrero is number three for Jericho. For me, okay, I don't want to, like, shit on much uh, for AEW, but for me, I would have had Juventud happen before Nick Gage. I don't think it was as big of a surprise, uh, especially to end off the show. Of course, this is coming from a younger fan, so what do I know? Uh, but I feel like you should have had Nick Gage be the third one uh, if we're going to keep leading up to these surprises. But regardless, Juventud Guerrero was a interesting surprise, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that match next week. Overall, Dynamite uh, fight for the Fallen. I'm giving it like a four to a four and a half star rating. Uh, some minor setbacks, but the good stuff was great. So uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, I'm looking forward. You should be looking forward to Dynamite every week uh, just because it is really, really good. Uh, however, the opposite of really, really good are uh, WWE's ratings lately. Um, Raw dropped in the ratings. I was, I was kind of expecting them to go up a little bit. However, that did not happen. They actually went down in the ratings. I don't know the number right now. Um, NXT also went down. Of course, they were on Sci-Fi this week. However, I think the lowest they've been uh, for 2021 um, at like 500,000 is not good. Um, especially when you see AEW's ratings rising. I don't know the number for last night's event, but you'd have to imagine that it was close to, uh, you know, well, not close to, but, um, you know, it was at a million and probably a higher number than you would expect. And that number is going to keep going up, especially with, um, you know, some new signings coming in. Um, they should be nervous. WWE should be nervous about AEW's ratings. Uh, they're going to crack, you know, 1.5. Uh, you know, we were even talking last night like they could hit 2 million very soon. WWE should be nervous about that. Because uh, it's a definite possibility. So, uh, I'll do an episode eventually about what the WWE needs to do uh, to kind of kind of bring back these ratings. It's too much to talk about now. But regardless, uh, it's just something to keep consideration of. Because uh, it's not looking good. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. It's not looking that good. But anyways, we are going to close out today's episode in groovy fashion, as we do every now and then, uh, with a starting five, you know, segment. I've been doing it a few times now. This time around, I'm very excited uh, because, you know, uh, I forgot to mention because I, I wanted to save it for this segment. Uh, AEW is coming back to Chicago, not after All Out, not after the three shows that they're going to do in September, but before All Out at the United Center which would be one of their biggest venues to date. Um, yeah, so you'd have to imagine that a little best in the world would be coming out, um, as well as the fact that they hinted at it multiple times throughout the night. They referenced him. Uh, they 
panned over the crowd chanting his name. So you one would have to imagine that CM Punk is going to be coming out at that Rampage event, um, which just makes it more exciting for me because not only are we going to get to see CM Punk and possibly Daniel Bryan going at the AEW roster, but with the Forbidden Door open, you have so many dream match candidate level potential matches um, that I wanted to do a starting five of dream matches within the Forbidden Door that I want to see happen soon. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, and, you know, this is between, I really just focus on Impact, New Japan, and AEW because I'm not that familiar with the AAA roster and, uh, you know, whatever else is involved. But these are some good matches. Number five, Moose versus Hobbs. Why? Because it's just a powerhouse match. You know, Moose is my favorite guy in Impact right now. Powerhouse Hobbs is slowly becoming one of my uh, favorite guys just from a in-ring physical standpoint. To put these guys up against each other would be a pretty hard-hitting match. Uh, you have Taz on the mic, kind of trash-talking Moose. Uh, I would take the rest of uh, the uh, Team Taz away from this match, just to let them focus on these two uh, big old big guys going at it. Uh, so that's number five. Number four, Tanahashi versus John Moxley. Why? Well, we hinted at it last night with that Moxley promo. Um, I'm guessing that he's wanting to go at Tanahashi and go over to Japan. So it, it's got to happen, you know? Maybe they're just going to let Moxley go over to New Japan for a while and just let him stay there and let him, you know, go for championships, do some stuff that he hasn't been doing for a while, um, and let him get over there. And this is a match that I would want to see um, because once you hint at it, you know that it's going to happen and they're just waiting for it to happen. So Moxley, Tanahashi... That's my number four. Number three, we got a women's match. Britt Baker versus Deanna Perrazzo. Why? No question. These are the two biggest women's stars outside of WWE right now. To put them up against each other is just the move. I'm surprised that they haven't got Britt to come in for this NWA show. Um, I feel like this would be the match that you would do. Not necessarily Mickey James and Deanna Perrazzo, but... We still got some time at the end of the day. Maybe we can get Britt Baker to come over to that NW. I, be, I believe it's called like Empower or something. And then we have that tree match. Regardless, I want to see it eventually. And it should happen. Because uh, even these two have been talking about it. Like they want it to happen. And you know the fans want it even more. So come on now. Number two. Daniel Bryan versus Jay White. Why? I'm cheating now. Because these guys. These next two names aren't signed. Obviously. But... Once you tell me that Daniel Bryan and CM Punk have the potential to come into, uh, you know, the WWE, what? Not the WWE, thankfully not the WWE. Once they have the potential to come into AEW, you know, now you draw the interest of dream matches. And uh, number one for me, for Daniel Bryan, would be Jay White. You know, you've seen him, seen him in Impact. You've seen him grow as a talent. You've seen him at New Japan, you know, doing really well on the mic, doing very much very well in the ring. To put him up against Daniel Bryan would just be such an even matchup. And that's a match that I would be looking forward to seeing. And number one, CM Punk versus Okada. Why, 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 why? Come on. 
who would not want to see CM Punk and Okada? And alternate, alternative number one, because I completely forgot to put him on my list, Punk versus Omega. Punk versus anyone would probably be my number one dream match. I think we'll put it at that. You could have him go against Okada, Omega, uh, you know, all the young bucks. Just uh, you could have him go up against Marco Stunt, and I would be interested. This is a guy coming in that will draw so much buzz for your company that you almost need him to come in. Sure, you know, you have guys like Paige and Omega and, uh, you know, Jungle Boy and MJF who are holding down the fort right now. But if you want to take this company to the next level, CM Punk Daniel Bryan is what you do. And from the looks of it, they already did it. And we're just waiting for it to happen now. So that's my starting five uh, matches that I want to see. I'm surprised I didn't like previously put Omega before that little nod. Uh, but that's just that's just how good this Forbidden Door is becoming. You have so many great matches. Moose versus Hobbs, Tanahashi Moxley, uh, Baker versus Perrazzo, D. Bry versus Jay White, and Okada versus Punk or Omega versus Punk. That is your starting five. And that is where we will end today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. We are done with today's episode. I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can support me in any of the following ways. Follow me on Instagram at the TitanTron Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at the underscore TitanTron. Go ahead and leave a like on this video if you're watching the video format. Uh, you know, subscribe to the channel. It goes a long way. We're on the road to 200 subs. Or if you're listening to the audio version, leave a good review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. But just enjoy the ride if you're on Spotify. Uh, you can go ahead and buy some merch at the titantronpodcast.creator.spring.com. I believe I said that right. One more time for the people in the back. The Titantron Podcast-Create. The Titantron Podcast.Creator-Spring.com. There we go. Uh, and you can go ahead and support my WPC 50 project. If you're a wrestling podcaster, send me your top 10 wrestlers of all time. Plus, on Fridays, listen to me at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bench Sports app, as well as at 10.30 after SmackDown with the OG Fig Kid over on the Turnbuckle Tavern account. I will see you tomorrow. It's Friday. Let's get it going. Tomorrow, obviously, it'll be Friday. Until then, it's Thursday. But until then... Jeez, that took me a long time to get that intro out. Outro. Damn it. Take care. <laughs>